Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or you have listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire, you know, to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and threads and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. After getting their aggression out in a luchador-inspired photo shoot, the stress was back in the house as the final five were tasked to take denim and make extravaganza. How do they do? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Mexico, and joining me is someone who knows a thing or two about how to win a reality show. It's Survivor 44 winner, Jam Jam. Hello! Oh my god, how you doing? So excited to be here! I am so excited to have you! Um, now you and I got to meet a couple months ago, um, at a, a RHAP event for those who don't know, Rob has a podcast. Um, you were, uh, incognito of sorts. I had a face <laughs> mask on, that was it. <laughs> and, um, you honestly, one of my favorite contestants the show has ever had, but we bonded because you watched Drag Race and I was like, I you know what, who would be a great guest? Jam Jam. Oh my God. I hope I, I hope I'm everything you're saying I am. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I would love for you to tell us what your history with Drag Race is. When did you start watching? Who are some of your favorite contestants? Most definitely. Oh my God. I've been watching Drag Race since the beginning. Like from, I remember living in New York and watching this show like all blurry and stuff and RuPaul and like, oh my God, Nina <laughs> Flowers was on it and she's Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. So she definitely caught my attention. I love Angina with no hair and her story and everything. And I just kept watching and watching all the seasons that came out. And living in New York City was so cool because I could, you know, hang out and go at the bars and meet them. And I remember I went to um, the finale of season five when Bianca won and I met Detox and not Bianca, when Jinx won. No, no, no. Right. Ooh, Jinx, Jinx. Yeah. When Jinx won because Bianca was the host. She had not yet gone to, she was the host of the party. Um, Detox was hanging out there. I didn't know, like, I thought it was gonna be, you know, the whole Detox is now, you know, because right. she's one an icon. Um, but it's so exciting. And then I went on the drag race cruises twice, season five, season six. So, you know, and I, I, I love the art. It's so amazing because it's everything, like, I mean, like, it's literally every single reality show all together, but it's, um, it's every reality show together. American Idol, American Next Top Model. I'm a little bit of Survivor now, what they have in the All Stars, right. and it's 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 just the best. I mean, what was there no to like? And the art and everything, and the songs and the fashion, and it's great. Is is there a Drag Race contestant that you think would be great on Survivor? I know Selena has. Um, she loves Selena City. She loves mm-hmm. Survivor, and she have a fly. Oh, yes. I've seen the audition tape. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I know she's going to be great at it. 
But any of the winners, I think, should apply. You know, if you get it to the end, you deserve to be there. Um, I would love to see April Carrion compete mm -hmm. on Drag Race on Survivor just because I know her personally, and I would know. I don't know how she would do. I would love to see her. Know that she knows that I did Survivor, and now like you know, so just just because of this challenge and the camaraderie. Now I know I saw on social media you recently did a little lip sync. Well, for charity, yes, yeah. I did. Um, Asa from Big Brother did this event for charity, and it was a lifting battle against other teams. And I was Team Survivor, and my Survivor fellow castmate did um, the Spice Girls, and I was Baby Spice Girls. But who else? What other of course would I be? I mean, Have I you ever like, done drag before? I've done drag, and I only always do it um on Halloween. Mm. I've done it. I did twice, like one for my birthday and another event that they invited me. But it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank God I have amazing friends that are really creative at sewing, doing hair, doing makeup. Like I can mix the tape. Like I can know I know how to edit a song. But that's about it. I mean, I prefer talking. I was like, can I just be the host of the show? <laughs> Why do I need to perform? I love that. Now, one last Survivor-related question here. Which of your fellow Survivor 44 castaways would be the best drag queen? The best drag queen. Boy or girl, right? Anyone. Either. I think Carolyn. I mean, yeah. hello. Hello. She was drag on the island. I wish I was like, are those fake lashes? Are those like... <laughs> You got her extension. She was like, "Of course I did. I don't need to be ugly because I'm on the island." I mean, she was. She did everything she could. Amazing smile, great body. Mm -hmm. And I know for for you to be a good artist, you have to be a little bit crazy. And she, you know, she Absolutely. did the deal. Yeah, I I would watch it. We'll have to come up with a good drag name for her. Carolyn is okay with me. I mean, she's <laughs> enough crazy as it is. <laughs> All right, yeah. friends, um, pronunciations, I apologize. I'm going to get better one day. But as always, I will leave this disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are showing what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people and give the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. All right, we are eight episodes in. How have you been enjoying Drag Race Mexico? It's really fun because, I mean, my husband is Mexican, so I've been mm -hmm. to Mexico. I go to Mexico like four times a year. And some of these drag queens I've seen live, you know, and it's really exciting to see them competing at the RuPaul Drag Race universe. Yeah. Because some of them competing La Mas Draga, which is like the mm -hmm. Mexican drag show. And it's cool to see them, how they bring all that Mexican flavor and all that culture into what the format that we already know. So it's been really, really exciting to see they feature the flowers, the artists, the history in all of that. And it's, it's so cool. It's Absolutely. Well, let's go through this. The old Queens, they're walking back into the workroom following the elimination of Margaret e. Yan. They will miss her and will still make jokes without her. And speaking of someone that was not a joke, uh, the tarot reading, the cards do not lie. Oh my God. When she got that death card. Oh, I was like, girl. Have you ever gotten your cards read? Well, I have family members that claim they do. And it's, you know, I respect it too much to get it. Like I'll let somebody else get it in front of me. But 
I believe in energy. And if, if something comes up that I don't agree with and once I know it, I know it's going to happen or I'm going to be looking for it. So it's something that I know it has the power that I'm not comfortable playing around with. So That's fair. I, I yeah. agree. Cause I've done it twice. And yeah, I was not thrilled with my results, but you, you got to <laughs> go with it. The cards don't lie. I know. Lady Kero is not feeling well because she doesn't want anyone to go through what she just went through. And she says that if she compares herself to others, she has less experience, but she realized she sabotaged herself when she does compare. So she will go back to relaxing and being bitchy. The fight is on for the crown. No one is safe. The telenovela that is Drag Race Mexico will go on. It is a new day and the girls are going to honor Margaret with an EA entrance. New work, new energy. And Gala is asked how she is. Is she still shaking in her boots or is she calm? And she says that she's better today as she felt last week they wanted someone else, but she is her and that's on that. And she knows that they are all vulnerable and physically and emotionally tired, um, which I am sure you've experienced before. I mean, like all of them got a really rough critique the last episode, the previous episode. So yeah, when yeah. you're like tired, exhausted, and it's probably as fast as Survivor because they do this, like they do back to back to back to back to back, right? right? So if I did it with no food and it wasn't anything creative that they were asking for, imagine like having to create something every day. Right. That that would be yeah. hard. I mean, m- maybe that's a challenge Jeff needs to do is a fashion show. Stop it. They did it with Pearl Islands with Rupert. Mm-hmm. They had it's been like a, while. a, it's been a while. It wasn't a challenge, but he did a skirt. He took all the fabric. Yeah. That's <laughs> as close as drag race you get to in Survivor. Agreed. Lady Kara will remind everyone that there is still a ways to go, especially if there are 12 episodes as rumored this season. Um, the math doesn't quite math, but we'll, we'll figure out maybe another non-elimination. Lady Kara wants to be in the top four and she will do anything to be there. And now she'll work even harder for it and notes that last week they did so much in such a short amount of time that they forgot about enjoying the process. They have to remember that they are on Drag Race and this is just a moment in their lives. Matraka says that a part of her inner child is very happy to be there while the other part doesn't believe it and thinks it's just really crazy. Now, did you have moments out on the island where you're like, wait, am I actually doing when this? I, when I heard Matraka saying that, I was like, oh my God, that's like a winner quote right there. Like, it's mm-hmm. so, that's something that I always said. Uh, it's like, it's a childhood dream that you don't believe. Like, if, even if you pick into it, you're like, oh my God, I'm so thankful to be here and then to do good at it. Yeah, it's like I totally get what she what she was saying. You know, I I crazy. She said it. Christian will say that she asked herself why she is there. Before we can get the answer, we've heard a thousand times this season the alarm will sound. We've got a Lolita message. Lolita will tease a fashion moment and something about French and kissing. And Warhina goes out of it, and she'd rather just kiss, does not want to kiss the sister or so. But unlucky day, you're gonna have to do one of those. Lolita arrives looking like a gay little ranch hand, uh, very mask until she shows off her little booty. Um, have you ever seen Lolita perform? I've never seen Lolita perform, but I'm so excited. I think she's doing a gr- great job with the energy and everything she does. She knows like just how to pinpoint what's going on, like the upbeat, like no, like obviously I'm not there. I don't know how they edit it, but it comes across as such a natural like host. I'm presenter. Yeah. I'm so excited to see her as a boy or as a girl. Like yeah. Valentina called him Lolita the other day. Um, yeah, she she's fabulous. I really think she, being so fresh from Drag Race France, she knows the experience. She knows what they're going through, so she's able to. And I think that's what she cried every time. My husband yeah. was like, 
she cries every time and I was like because she was there exactly empathic to that feeling she tells them that the competition is getting very stressful and at this point they just want to see them destroy their rivals so she summons the pit crew who cart Valentina out on a platform as she rides along with some luchadora masks Valentina reminds them that they want peace but for this next challenge they are going to have to fight for their lives the next drag superstar needs to be strong a fighter and a badass and thus they are going to become luchadores I'm sure you've been to a match before. I've liked Luchador Max. I have a Luchador cushion. Oh my God, I I love it. I love that. It was a gift for Christmas that my husband gave me. Um, Never been to a match, but I've seen many of them. I'm Mm -hmm. like on TV and stuff, and it's very iconic. But this man, this big crew in those little (laughs) uniforms is a wrestling thing. I don't know who you follow on Instagram, but I follow like these wrestlers. Like they have nothing to do with the sport, but they look really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For this week's mini challenge, they will create their own Luchadora with an original mask. They will each grab the mask from the cart, but um, they let's be real. They have these ready to go uh, because they had accompanying looks with them already. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and, like, so it was like five minutes. How are you going to do your face in five minutes? Well, well they look horrible. I guess those were in five minutes. But the look that they had, especially Galavaro in the red, like shower look, mm-hmm. the mariachi one, it was like just perfect. Now, if you were a Luchadora, what would your costume look like and what would your name be? I would probably look something like Lady Carol. Like, mm-hmm. I, li- I see Lady Carol and I, she's like a big character, like messy, but still fun. And it's something that I would definitely feel like I would do. My name would be something. I mean, Jam Jam is already a great name. I right? love it. There it is. Like El Jam Jam. I don't there it know. Is. We're going to learn that when Regina was a little boy, not a girl, her luchador name was the New York, Nueva York. Um, Tiffany Pollard um, found quaking. I don't think she approved of that name. No, she's probably going to get mad at her, at her and grab her by the, by the extension <laughs> and beat her or something. I don't know. The girls are awesome. Off with their glue gun, putting pom-poms and fringe and feathers to their masks. Um, I miss arts and crafts. Arts and crafts is so much fun. When she was putting in the little pom-poms and then she came out with the little ribbons and I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> but it reminded me a lot of like that Mexican doll that has a little ribbon mm-hmm. on top. It's like the round yeah. face. Um, but I do love a pom-pom moment. I, I, I remember me fighting for those when I was a little kid. So I, I like, I, I mean, matraca is everything, so. Lolita tells them they will be doing a wrestling photo shoot in the ring. They will do a fun little moment where they are going to enter the dressing room and then come out looking like they're Luchadora. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where in the workroom those dressing rooms are because I can't figure it out. I, I need a blueprint. Coming from Survivor, I have, I have, like my mind is blown away that any shows do what they do. Like Every time yeah. they do like a little backstage shot, I'm like, oh my God, that's where it is. Look at the neon. He's right there. Uh, I, I, I can I, only I imagine all of the secrets you have about like the behind the scenes of Survivor that blew your mind while you were there. It, 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 it's pretty real. I mean, except for the, what you're not seeing on the other side, it's pretty real. But yeah, I would, I heard some girl from like mm, Drag Race, she cut, I was at Candy, cut a little bit of the cloth of the walls, of the reptile <laughs> walls. Yeah. I, that would be me. That would be me yeah. cutting everything. Yeah. Me too. I, I may or may not have taken part of the pink carpet from DragCon LA this past year. <laughs> what? Yeah, Why I you have took it in like my room. a Caesar? A Caesar? Uh, no, they, they were uh, 
taking it up and getting rid of it. And it was just on the floor. I was like, mine now. It'll fit in my suitcase. How much of it? How much of it? Just about take? like this this big. It, it, it folded in my suitcase. It was fine. <laughs> I loved That's it. Awesome. All right. We're going to head to this dark industrial room where Lolita and Valentina will be met by photographer Walter Gomez. And first is Garavaro and Matraca joining the wrestling club. Uh, Gara will be La Chara Roja. She gets in the ring and she sees that they're going to get physical with one of the pit crew. Um, she's going to pose, get lifted and choked. And um, I think there were a lot of people who wish they were Gala in that moment. I was looking at that pit crew guy that was getting hit on and climbing on. I was mm-hmm. like, I would beat any of them. Like, yeah, just he just be like one of the rope. He had a great day. Great paycheck for him. Especially and with some she... of the other ones. And she gets to knock him out with a sugar, with one of those bottles that's made out of sugar. Have you ever used that sugar bottle? I've never used it, but I've always wanted to. I want one now. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I've never done it. I mean, I, I need to do that. Like, yeah. I see people bring real bottles, but not on, you know, on people's heads. So that's okay. So I would love to use a sugar bottle. Next, we have Matraka as Garashita. She says she became this character when she's drinking as she's chaos. She dances cumbia. She has some beer, dances and kisses old men. Um, I mean, I'm old technically too. So, I mean, Matraka, if you, if you still want to kiss, I'm here. Hey, I'm going to be your wingman when that happens. I'm gonna Thank be like, you. Matraka, I I'm appreciate that. For you. I'm going to translate for you. <laughs> Thank you. She will get into the ring and strike a pose. She's not here for violence, but she wants to look beautiful and she's going to do a little yoga. Um, Cause why not? Good for a photo. I mean, she's like she has the flexibility to do mm-hmm. it on the body, and everything looked perfect in that little glittery top. Yeah, so I was like, she looks so cute. She did look great. Now things are gonna get real. She has a chair, and she's gonna knock this man out with a chair. That looks like a lot of fun. Again, another one for the list: the bottle, mm-hmm. the chair, and then the table. Bring it all. Our next trio arrives is Christian Peralta, Lady Caro, and Rohina Voce. They are there, and um, they thought they were going to fight each other, but no, no, not not this time around. <laughs> we're going to start with Lady Caro, who wants to hit on the man with her stick, as the subtitle said. Um, she wants to be called the Vengeful Chikatana, and she tells us that the Chikatana is an insect with a big butt just like hers. What insect is that one? I don't know. Like, I'm not it's sure. It's like a bumblebee, probably. What insect yeah. has a big butt? Yeah. She steps in the ring, and she's literally going to get physical until Alita has to remind her this is only a photo shoot. You're not actually trying to hurt him. <laughs> um, and Christian will make a joke like, don't fart him to death. Um, we love sisterhood. Yeah. I thought Lady Kara, she was going all out. She <laughs> thought it was going to be like a little video, but... As soon as she got the, the hint that it was pictures, he got a little bit more gentle. Mm-hmm. In some universe, Lady Kato was giving us sex poses, but um, at least she had fun, especially knocking the man out with a table, which does not break the first time she hits him. Right? Right? The first time I was like, oh! All of them were like clinching their clothes. Like, oh my God, what's going on? And then he had to hit him twice. That guy deserves, like you said, a good bonus. Yeah, hopefully you got a massage at the end of the day. Well, somebody lick his butt afterwards, but just say that's <laughs> another. We have the arrival of Rahina Voce now taking on the persona of the fucking coyote. It's a coyote who loves fucking if you didn't catch on to what she was trying to say. Because <laughs> they said they say coyote cojo, which mm-hmm. if you say it really fast, it means 
I fuck you. Gotcha. It's a play on words. Coyote cojo, like leave the first CO out. So it's Jote cojo means I fuck you. So that's why it's Coyote cojo, which actually means fucking coyote as well. I love that. Thank you. And this is why you're here to help me out because <laughs> my Spanish is still so terrible. In the ring, she wants to do cool stuff with the hot man that involves him picking her up, showing how flexible she is. Um, and I hope I can be that flexible at her age. But she will reveal via this challenge that not only is she dominant, but she might be a sadomasochist. When he she pinched his nipples and bit his cheek butt, uh, I, I I was like, she's doing amazing. I mean, even she's if she great. doesn't win. He's getting some action. Exactly. And finally, we have Christian in the ring as the hairy spider, and she will use her big legs to split or attempt to, as her sisters say. She just came there to make people laugh. She will tell the wrestler to, as it's as the caption says, hold me like this damn hairdresser. And I would love to know what that actually meant because I don't think that was real. I think it was a Google Translate fail. Well, I don't um, watch it with the subtitle, so I'm actually like learning new stuff from you. <laughs> She did tell him, catch me, and the guy missed her. But I don't know if she said, catch me like a hairdresser. I think, I don't know. She said something, but I don't remember what she said. I was like, hairdresser? I mean, I know Jam Jam's coming on. Are they trying to cater (laughs) to Jam Jam? Probably. I mean, with a name with like the hairy spider, we know what she's talking about. So, Mm -hmm. regardless, this man cannot hold her up and he is going to fall flat. and she is going to struggle, but she's going to do a body slam, which again, that sounded like fun. She didn't hit him with anything, but she body slammed. I saw that action shot. I was like, I don't know if that's what they were supposed to be doing, but it looked like fun. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think this was a really beautiful way to pay homage to the Luchadors. Mm-hmm. And and it was a fun challenge. Like it sparked joy and it really de-stressed them. They had fun. I agree. The looks look nice. So it was something that if, you know, like, um, drag race looks tend to be iconic. Like mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Oh my god, that's when Valentina did this, or when Sasha did this." So I feel like this whole challenge gives them the opportunity to have something iconic that they can redo or reference something to. Because some Absolutely. of these crazy, the the crazy fast challenge at the beginning, the mini challenge, some of them I look so bad that they cannot do anything with it. But right. this one I think has more meat for to it, you know. I agree. Well, the wrestling is over and the Queens are back in the workroom masks off. Um, and yeah, the production did them very dirty because with the masks off, they had half their face painted. Oh, I saw my God, Regina with those like, like <laughs> looks like a raccoon. Eyes. Oh, yeah. I was like, Pocahontas moment. I don't know the raccoon. Oh, it's horrible. The winner of the mini challenge is Lady Kero. Do you agree? I have, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see Lady Kero winning. I mean, and she had the most fun. But I thought it was going to be either Matraca or Regina. But, yeah. I mean, Lady Carol did go all the way out. and was I, It's something about her that I relate to that. I mean, this is how I look. She's the big girl, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're just going to go all out. And that's something you give props to. So I'm happy she got her 18,000 pesos. Which is yeah. Like a thousand dollars for a mini challenge. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. For this yeah. week's Maxi Challenge, their creativity will be tested again. They will have to sew again the agony. They will have to make an outfit from scratch using the best denim category is denim eleganza extravaganza. They will have to create ball gowns by using Levi's clothes. Um, we love a legendary brand doing sponsorship. That doesn't happen often, so that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Levi's, wow. 
We learned that Levi's invented jeans 150 years ago, and their garments have been worn by all genders, pronouns, and ages. And of course, Gala will say that they were invented when Rahina was five, five. years old. Yeah, um, they will have two minutes to take what they need while Lady Carol will get a five-second head start. And I was like, that's how long it will take my fat ass to get over to the clothes. <laughs> I was like, advantage? This, you saw the speed that she was racing at? She was like, <laughs> like jogging, like yeah, what that was like a survivor girl? challenge. Like, I was like, I mean, if you ever see my first episode that like where I'm supposed to run, I was like, oh my god, I thought I was going so much faster than that. And I know, I know, when she looked at herself, she was gonna be thinking the same thing. She will grab whatever she can, and then it's all at war. And by war, that carpet on the ground, Rohina will hold on to it for dear life, as Christian will drag her across the room. Always the two of them battling out. It's something. It's the classical queens, the big girls, the the ones with the experience. They see mm-hmm. each other as a threat, and they like the same stuff, and that's why they're fighting because they're always like magnetized and not like drawn into the thing, yeah. like rolls or the fabric. But I would not let go of that rock. I would still be there to this day. Like <laughs> no way, no way. Like that's something that it has happened on on Survivor with the immunity idol in Hero mm-hmm. versus Villain, like. One of them let go, and then the other one had them. I was like, why let go? You're in a right. competition. Absolutely, I agree. Now, before they can get to designing, Lolita will tell them that it, this week's guest judge is Mabel Cadena. And for those who may not know, she played Nemora in Black Panther Wakanda Amazing. Forever. Amazing. Uh, she was fabulous in that movie. Um, so powerful. Mm-hmm. So powerful. One of my favorite characters. I mean, obviously, Nemora is like so hot, but... yeah. Um, she's she's i love her i love female big powerful characters so i love her yeah and that's why she will leave them blue because she was blue in the movie and that's why uh, valentina will be blue later iconic yeah. beautiful even the palms inside mm-hmm. of her hand were blue they i sure was were. like valentina perfection everything she does you have to give it to her now as lily and valentina leave they tell him not to fuck it up and chris is like too late already have um, they are all very, very stressed. Have now you had mentioned that you 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 can put your mix together. Have you ever sewn anything before? I sew one the hem of my pants with a stapler, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Yeah, I've told this story in the podcast. Um, the only time I've sewn is when I tried to sew um, pajama bottoms for my design class for my costume class, and to this day, I don't know what the front is and I don't know what the back is. <laughs> You can Oops. just pull it down, pull it down. You don't need to know where this was. Exactly. You're like a little Ken doll. It's okay. It's going to be fine. Um, The thing with fashion and sewing, my husband is a fashion designer. Right. He did all my clothes for the show. Mm-hmm. He has his own fashion brand. And sewing denim, it's, it's so hard. hard. Yes. Especially with the machines they have. They have these plastic machines. like they. But you need a big machine with a good needle mm-hmm. because it would break. So yeah. sewing with already done clothing denim that is thick we know what like levis feel like so i think that was why yeah i'm a track as best choice of like going for the shirts because absolutely denim it's it's hard the queens are nervous especially after their lashing last week they didn't like anything apparently and matraka reminds us that no one in the room really knows how to sew but they are all wizards with a glue gun um it's a fabulous levi's product placement we're going to see all their beautiful stuff in the room. And Gala says that they need to make something extraordinary out of the ordinary, something that is high couture in very New York fashion week. 
Matraka is planning her style to be gang style. Rahina is thinking something vintage with a modern twist. But Gala will call her out and be sure she's not making another piñata. Gala says that Rahina has no talent to sew. And um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we see her look on the runway because yes, you have to have it, some talent to create that. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Lady Kara's sewing ability includes buttons, which is much better than I am. Um, again, so bad at buttons. And just the only thing bad. my husband makes me put on is the buttons of the shirt. That's the only help he has. So I know how to put a button. Um, yeah, I'm just so bad at constructing anything. Wood, fabric. Um, I'm, I'm good at hiring people. Agree. Same. <laughs> That's what we get along. Lady Kara. Outsource. Exactly. Lady Kato is mostly concerned coming out looking like a potato sack, so she's going to do her best to look good. Mataraka says she knows how um, to do old stitches because at Purissima, they would make leather products. Her dad taught her how to make belts and jackets and things of that nature. She's hoping her father's teachings and energy will help her in the challenge. If you know Rahina, how to sew leather, if you know how to sew leather, you can do a lot. Absolutely. Again, hard, hard product. Rahina is only knowledgeable about the basics of a sewing machine. She can make the drag staple a circle skirt and a bodysuit, and that's about it. She has only sewed at home and learned from her mom and grandma, who made their own clothes. And we learned that her mom sang at nightclubs wearing amazing outfits. That's cool. It's amazing. She has talked about her mom a few times. She used yeah. to be the, the double of one of the guest judges. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of inspiration there, which makes sense. She's such a well-rounded queen that even from a little kid, his mom, her mom was an artist, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Christian learned a little bit about sewing, and that little is how to thread a needle. Um, and she learned that in the last challenge. Uh, it's the little <laughs> things, slowly but surely. I think Christian has to have something, you know? Right. Like, you can't be perfect at everything. Hello, hello. Great story, great craft, great, like, everything acting, performing. You have to have something. Absolutely. She believes that she has good taste and will do something classy that does not look like a fucking quinceanera gown. <laughs> There's only so much we can see before we cut away before Elimination Day. Um, and I'm going to throw out a conspiracy theory, okay? Um, I have a feeling that maybe they had a little bit of assistance on some of their looks because I don't think Levi's wanted the looks to be like some bad uh, design challenges that we've seen in the past. Um, because the level of execution of some of these looks were very, 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 very good. That makes a lot of sense. I never, to me, coming from a show that the interference of the production is none, it's like I could not imagine people, but it makes sense because they never show them using them right. machines they, or anything. Exactly. Uh, like I told you, denim is hard, mm -hmm. very hard to like thread, stone, get together. It's too thick. Like those machines that they were using would have been really hard for them to sew anything, especially that skirts that Gala did. Like I cannot say, yeah. oh my God, yeah, dude, my you're mom... like blowing my mind. <laughs> my mom is um, soon going to be making denim um, purses and bags and stuff out of all of her old vintage um, uh, jeans and stuff. Um, yeah. And she, she's prepared. She knows it's going to be a challenge, but a I'm little, excited a little... for her. A little pocket first, or we're mm -hmm. not there yet? A little pocket um, first? Yeah, probably like that. It would be cute. I'll send you one when we get them made. Oh, yes. We love purses here. I love accessories. 
All right. It's the day of the massacre. It's elimination day. They have only slept two hours, but they feel wonderful, alive and stress-free, which is not what any drag queen has ever said after a design challenge on Drag Race. But um, sure, girls, whatever. whatever. Yeah. And they're always running around. They look mm-hmm. pretty calm. Even say like they had 80% or 90% of it done. I was like, right. Crazy. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> And like I, I've had a lot of queens tell me, like on when on the show when they've been on, like literally they're still in the room when production's gone and the lights are like out. I'm like, how do you even work with no stage lights on? That's hard. I always thought of that. I was like, do they let them take them to the room or what they do? Because some of this stuff, you need a lot of time. I mean, yeah. that's why I say it's the hardest reality show because it's also a well-rounded thing you need to have to win absolutely lady carol will ask what the percentage of the looks are christian says 80 percent finished gotta agrees matraca is going to be like 99.9 like no you're <laughs> <a> liar. Stop <laughs> it. but lady carol is stressed because she doesn't feel her dress is good enough and arhina will be asked about her grand tale that she has created and we love a good train and drag um but she's gonna make them wait and see and again wait and see i'm like no it's because you didn't do it yet yes um, yes they probably the, designed it and they Stand there with the fabric, yeah. And somebody, because like, I, I believe, I believe season 14 for the um Rumix challenge before the finale, the girls designed their looks for the music video, and I guess production had designed it and um, created it for them. They should show that, That's I know, right? Because basically, the whole the whole show it's like them designing something and somebody else making it, exactly. Just There's make no it a harm in that. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, we know we know how it is in the real world. Exactly. The girls will say they're getting back to work, but we're gonna see Christian and Hina playfully fighting. And Gata says they always do it as they battle over who is the prettiest, who is more talented. Really, this rivalry. I don't know. Maybe that's the finale. We'll see. We will see some threading machines constructing, but the conversation will turn to Regina and her t-shirt that reads Medicon. She says since she is queer, she loves t-shirts like that as it takes away some power of that word. She says it allows you to own the word and use it for yourself. She tells us that people used to call her Medicon as a teenager and to change the meaning and make the word hers is wonderful because they are diminishing its importance. She tells the girls that being in drag is a tribute to the women in her life. First, her mother, and her original name was going to be Jamel Curie, which is her name. And she says she's pretty and empowered and a badass like her. Now, I want to go back a little bit and talk about um, her T-shirt and yeah. how important it is to discuss the word. The Marie word. Maricon. Yeah. I know Maricon. It's a word. You won't know what it says in English, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, it's Maga, right? Yes. say that. Um, I mean, we're saying it. Hello. Yeah. That's the whole point of the conversation. But it's a derogative word, and it's said by the wrong person. Even people that love you, even people that love me in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico that are very close, they would say maricon as disrespectful to somebody else. I was like, dude, you're saying it to me. Right. Hello. So it's a teaching moment to to use the word in a positive way. You use it as empowering. Be careful who says it to school. And obviously, us being gay can have the power and the responsibility to carry the word in a respectful way and right. a powerful way so taking something that it as a kid would take you down even as an adult because it still bothered me when it's run by the wrong person and you said it as something to be proud of because hey just in case nobody knew i love being gay so hello yeah, yeah i am a maricon but i am a very 
amazing one because that's who I want to live as, as who I am. So more power to her. I want to mind. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I have um, a f- drag friend of mine. Her name is Maricone Carne. Um, and she just wants to get on Drag Race just to make RuPaul say it once. Maricone. I know. I think I think the Puerto Rican girls have said Maricon on the show, but I don't think yeah, mm-hmm. RuPaul has said Maricon. Yeah. Not yet, not yet. She will. She better. She will, she will. All right. So Kanisha's gonna tell Hannah that she looks like her mama, um, who is a typical badass Mexican mother, the kind where if she was going to hit one of them, she was going to hit all of them. Kanisha will take her moment and say that she got close to Margaritia because her mom's name is Margarita. She goes on to say that she is inspired by her wife, and we're going to learn how they met. They met where Christian used to work. She tells the story that she met her while she was a customer, and Christian was playing Alejandro Guzman, and says that her wife was a fan. She may not recall what she did yesterday, but she remembers the day she met her wife, what she was wearing, how she looked, everything. And I just can't wait for that moment when I meet my future twink husband. Yes, that you remember the moment you were wearing and everything you were wearing? I hope oh so. God. I remember when I met my husband. So, yeah, of course, we'll want that moment. How did I you remember what the two of you meet? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just in case you don't ask, I'm going to tell you. But you did. So thank you. So um, we, I was at Gay Pride with my gay uncles, my uncles, because mm-hmm. I travel a lot with them. So in Mexico City and... When I go out on a trip with them, we will go like seven days, eight days, ten days, and we go out every single day. Every single day we go out. So we already been hanging out for like five days because it was Pride weekend. And this Wednesday, the three of them tell me, we're not going out tonight. We're tired. We're tired. And I had a, I had a fever, but I didn't care, right? So I was like, I'm still going out by myself. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. So I go to this bar called Baby. So whoever, like Drag Race Mexico, Mexico fans, they know what Baby is. Um, and I'm hanging out at the bar and I love beer. I love beer. Mm-hmm. So I normally, if I'm by myself, I stood next to the bar and I was just ordering beers next to the bar because it was where I was still staying because I didn't know anyone. And this drag queen comes along and she says, um, my, my friend is looking at you like, and I was like, oh, so tell your friend to say hi to me. So this guy with goes and this guy comes along and says hi, but he goes into the bathroom. I didn't get like I didn't catch anything. But the friend comes with her boyfriend and she's talking to me and I'm like, Where's your friend? And she was like, I don't know. And this guy that had just said hi to me because I was next to the bar, which is next to the bathroom, comes back and he was like, Hi, how you doing? I'm Karim, blah blah blah. So that's how I met my husband and um, I was living the next two days, so we went out one time, and then I came back, and we went to Puerto Vallarta together with my mom. I mean, my mom, the first time we were hanging out, like, literally, so it was like, it was, it, it was fast, but it was it was really cool, and he was wearing a denim jacket that he did, so it's all, you know, it fits with today's circle. Theme. I love that. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, it was denim jacket with safety pins, lots of safety pins. Nice. Christian says her wife is her biggest driver. When she has herself, she has taught her how to believe, and she thanks her for that. Lady Carol will talk about the women in her life, and she says that when she was bullied in school, the ones that stood up for her were the girls from her class. Recess was the hardest time for her. She mentions a lot of physical and emotional violence as she was bullied. She couldn't take it anymore, but when she got home and saw her mom and sisters, she would gain so much strength. 
And she mentions when her mom's dad passed away and she was sent to live with her grandmother because she was the oldest one at the age of 10. She didn't want to be there as she had to be the caretaker, which postponed her taking care of herself. She was a defenseless child. Christian will come over to Lady Caddo and say that her story clicked with her as the same thing happened. She will say that she bets she was abused in the process. And Lady Caro says yes, and the tears will flow from the two of them. And they're going to hug it out, which will turn into one of those beautiful and now infamous, as I call them, trauma hugs, where they all hug it out because they all have yeah. a similar experience. Yeah. It, That's it a was crazy, a crazy, powerful moment. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, powerful moment. And I think it's important, just like as we talk as Maricon and everything, to have these conversations because it happens, you know? Not everybody is blessed to have, like, you know, regular stuff, but some stuff that has is dark makes you who you are and you have to share it and let other people that are going through it know that it's going to be okay, you know, and you're going to be better afterwards. Lady Kenner will tell the girls that she learned of another type of violence, the sexual kind, and it was painful for her because she didn't have a group of people or anyone to support her in the moment. She tells the girls that her mother doesn't know about it, but now that it's on international TV for all to hear she felt she was going to hurt them with her pain and she grew up and kept fighting and she says that fortunately many other strong women helped her to get where she is now she was scarred and hurt but she took that scar and it felt like a bleeding wound now obviously it's probably one of those moments for her where she didn't necessarily know she was going to share this with the world um once the cameras are old hat and it, and it feels natural did you feel like you were able to share more about yourself on camera there's something about being in front of the cameras that you forget they're them i mean you know mm-hmm. they're there so everything feels like normal because it just become part of like what's going on around you um i can see how she saw it was important to say it but yeah we had moments like that but the conversation that they had was obviously a little more deep in, in yeah. like the gravity of what happened so i don't know what you asked i literally yeah went, no like, that, that, I had that a makes sense no, it yeah. makes sense because like i'm as the, the night that i met you you had that beautiful conversation with josh about exactly. um, being gay and it just it wasn't it was like a conversation to have at a bar like you, no one else was there just the two of you having this beautiful moment together yes and it's something that I don't know it's because of the people that get casted, of the people that are on it. I mean, we all love to talk and share who we are. So it 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 works out in a way that you feel comfortable talking to the other person because the other person is doing the same thing to you. Right. So yeah, and it's once you start doing it, there's no stopping and like sharing why you're gay, like your support and all of that. It's awesome. And that moment you're talking about I had with Josh is still one of the highlights like yeah we had a fight yeah we had like funny tidbits back and forth but sharing that and then showing it for other kids it's it's really important absolutely gala tells us that the wounds make us who we are and make them strong to move forward and she says in confessional that people watching this it could help them be braver and willing to be mm-hmm. themselves and fight the people who hurt them and not try to oppress them our sad musical shift as we get empowering moment led by christian saying that she admires them all but they apparently have to get back to work before going to the runway, but let's be real. It was all done. Yeah. They're, they're just putting yeah. their face on. It's time to hit are the these, main stage. Are these, yeah, are these, you, you know, like, I'm, I'm fanning out, like, you know a lot. 
um, are these little talks like planned? Do they tell them like we need to have a little B roll like talks? Yes and no. Sometimes there will be like okay. a story producer will be like, "Hey, why don't you go tell X Y Z this or this?" Um, okay. you, there there are moments where you can watch back and you'll be like, "Wait, that's that person was not going to say that naturally. They were told, but this one I think was very very natural. It came natural okay. out of them." Cool. Yeah. All right, we're gonna hit the main stage where we have Lolita giving. That's a stunning gold fantasy. Um, very heavy with the highlighter. I still wish she would lower the highlighter a little bit. But she was um, gold, baby. She was gold. She was gold. She was very time. gold. And Valentina probably... giving us her best blue. Namora in blue. Um, loved it. Um, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Just... I'm not used to it. I mean, I'm not, I, you need go to like, go like that so I don't interrupt you. <laughs> no, she, like, probably, probably Lolita was walking past by Valentina's look and she was like, what are you doing today? <laughs> She was like this little blue thing, and I'm gonna paint my whole body blue. And she literally run back to her back there. She was like, "We need to wear the gold dress today." <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? It's probably true. Have you gotten to see Valentina perform? Yeah, I've gotten to see Valentina, but at big, 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 big events. Um, I've gotten the last time I got her to see was uh, in Mexico for the boss events, but the ones that they traveled to Mexico, mm -hmm. and she did a whole telenovela thing. It was basically have the show with her. She was like, "This is the star I am, and this is yeah. the show I want to do." And it, she wasn't just one song; it was like a whole show. It was, it was cool. Yeah, she, she. I've not gotten to see her perform, um, but she's on my list to eventually see perform because she, she just seems like she's captivating on stage. I feel like anyone. I like all kinds of drag: funny, campy, girly, acrobatic, anything. I think when you have a really good understanding of who you are and what you excel in and your vision, even if it's a song that I don't know, because I mean, like, I don't know every song, um, there's something captivating about that. And that's Valentina. She knows her thing and she pushed the envelope with it. And it's just stunning. Absolutely. All right. Our panel this week features Oscar Madrazo, who looks like he's ready to star in Sunset Boulevard. Um, have you known Oscar Mendoza before Drag Race? No, I haven't. No, I didn't. I didn't. No. He seems fun. I his his look, his gypsy queen in Sunset Boulevard, or like the lady that comes down mm -hmm. the stairs. Alexis, yep. Alexis Michelle has done it better. <laughs> That's true. All right. Category is denim eleganza extravaganza in honor of the runway. We are going to play blue jeans or boo jeans. It's basically our equivalent of toot or boot for this category. Okay. Um, Rahina Voce, the bitch said she couldn't sew and she comes out in this perfectly tailored jumpsuit moment with a cape and shoulders. Come on, I smell assistance. Regardless, I love that she is capturing the essence of the Levi's brand and giving us drag. Love the silhouette, how powerful she looks. The boots are sparkling in all the right ways. She styled it well with the hair. I'm a big fan of this look for a drag competition. What did you think? I feel like the whole dress, until you told me that they maybe have assistance, I was like, this girl knows how to sew. She used the piping, right. that, the piping that said Levi all around it, like a little, like, like mm -hmm. a little, you know how Threads logo work now? Just yeah. like that going through it. Yeah. Um, everything like really fitted. Um, I did love everything from the neck down, from the neck up. I did not on, like not get it. It was like, I knew she wanted the epoch. She, she said she wanted to do an epoca look, which is like a mm -hmm. vintage look. So I knew that's what she was giving upstairs, like off the neck up. But it was too much. Like the, the bottom part was just amazing. 
like I didn't like it was like a little clamp curly hair here uh, I was like girl not even a little styling like you know the other wigs were like all shape and dress sure. and like, she just put it on and went away and put all the jewelry on but have to give it to her it looks great and for her look which is very she's very senora you know she's very like like put together like that yeah. mother the mother of your friend that has the night the nice tablecloth you know what i'm saying yes. so she she gives that so props to her for understanding what she is she's regina she's a queen she she mother so that's what i got not my favorite but from what i expected from she what she was saying exactly she exceeded, exceeded my expectations Valentina loves that she tailored her outfit as it has volume, a corset, and something that stands out from behind. She says she thinks her styling could have been trendier. Lolita says that she wouldn't have used the necklace and the wig as there is a lot going on in that area and says the way she tailored it and the, what she did with her um, hands is very well done and calls her a hot mama. I will give her a blue jeans. I'm going to give her a blue jeans because she impressed me. She impressed me. She impressed me. So... If I'm impressed, you're getting a blue jean. Yep. Audience agrees. 75% blue jeans, 25% blue jeans. Next up is Garavato. This is a Y2K mermaid fantasy. I love the patchwork and how it's giving you the denim moment by keeping the pockets and buttons. The colors are a nice use of the dark denim, which is my favorite kind of denim. Love the styling. I think the bold red hair with the stones may not have been my first pick, but I think it does pack a punch and gives you the contrast between the dark denim. Agreed. I agree in the dark look denim because I'm wearing dark mm -hmm. denim. That's what I wear. I have my body is too big for me to be wearing watch denim, but then I look bigger. Same. Um, <laughs> but give it props to her when she explained the construction of the whole thing. Seven jackets. I was like, yes, yes. I can. Lots of work. Love the freaking gloves, like little like leg gloves. She looks stunning. She's a model. I mean, they already said it there. She's a model and she knows her what she what she's working with. I would have done something better on the hips, but she ain't got my body, so I have to give it to her. She she did great. The hair, the hair, you said you didn't like it, but it was way better than Regina. Way it was. Better. It was absolutely I think it was the color. I think I maybe would have gone. Yeah. Regina had that like, these little like three like banged with like yeah. glitter on it. When they did the close-up on the reading, I was like, what's going on? Who told her to put rhinestones in the bangs? But it's a thing apparently because a lot of them put rhinestones in the hair, but... It is. It, it's definitely a trend. I have a lot of friends who still do that. Um, but it was, I think, very much inspired by a French hairstylist. Um, um, Cam Hughes' uh, partner is the one who did all the stoning and everyone's trying to capture the moment because it looks it was. It was extravaganza, eleganza, sure extravaganza gala. So they're going for it. Valentina loves the styling of the look. She loves the blush, the wig, the earrings with the necklace. She says her tailoring is superb and adores the gloves. Mabel says it must be hard to use denim for a train like that. And she thinks there are two jackets, but no, no, there are seven and a pair of jeans. Oscar says it reminded him of the infamous American Music Awards red carpet with Britney Spears and John. Justin Timberlake, and he says it belongs in with the balls in a gala. And Valentina will say, those balls are Galavero's famous balls. Uh, come on, episode one throwback. What about her not talking? I mean, I probably just been a thing in all the mm -hmm. thing, all the video. Oh my God. <laughs> First time I saw it, I was like, 
girl didn't talk. I mean, thank God she Michelle didn't. is not on Michelle is not on that judge. Right. She would talk to Michelle. She would not be happy. This look was great. I will give it a blue jeans. I will give her a blue jeans because I give her Gina blue jeans, but I know given not. <laughs> I, I like I like Jenny. It's hard for me. And you I put another material, I would have be more exactly. I with agree. It. The audience, 89% blue jeans, 11% blue jeans. Next yeah. up is Lady Kato. I think this might not have been the cleanest executed, but I like that she's giving you a completely different silhouette from anything she's worn this season. Um, I love the use of the variety of the denim. The gloves and the collar being denim was brilliant. Unlike Gala, who went with a bold red, she went with an artificial blue that does minimize the impact. It did not stand out. It blended too much. But the panty with the logo, that was very campy. I thought that was a brilliant Ex touch. That was the only thing I like. That panty, mm -hmm. I had like stars around it and like underline. Because she looked messy. But again, I, I sympathize because that's how it would probably look. You know, I like a good old breastplate and I like mm -hmm. big body and I like big hair. And the gold, and then she did little horns on her forehead. I mean, like, yeah. if you see the little studs on her forehead versus Matraca's studs, now we're, like, talking, like, placement, I understand, you know, how to use stuff the right way and the wrong way. Um, did not like it. No, it was, it was not my thing. And I love her. She, she did an amazing runway, though. Yes. She was amazing at showing it. So... I love how she presented. I didn't like the look. Sorry. Valentina tells her she is very, very proud of the, what she accomplished and it is a complete outfit with gloves and embellishments. She loves the purse. Oscar says that the accessories are tonight's winners. But Lolita says that she wants Levi's to sell the purses by Lady Caro. She says the tailoring is excellent and says maybe she would have chosen other shoes, but that's just her. And she doesn't know how to dress herself either. And Valentina will ask if she has a hidden tagger logo and Lady Caro reveals it is the logo and her panty um yeah this was not my favorite i'm gonna give it a boo jeans i'm gonna give her a boo jeans too a, a boo jeans i mean that start they start mm -hmm. the second favorite thing in the whole night my second favorite thing but the whole look was the worst man. audience could not make up with their mind 50 percent blue jeans 50 percent boo jeans audience is really Audience, they're very submit. kind this week oh my god we know it's not working i think they love lady carol because she's i so think lovable. so christian peralta i think the jacket is cute and i like how it's styled but she did the least with it when she removes the jacket it's a cute patchwork halter top with the fringe moment didn't really play well it kind of felt incomplete because it was so separated and proved that like it is just a glorified leotard um <laughs> the red hair here was right the cuffs and the collar was smart um, but I think it was better done by her sisters. I thought the challenge was they were going to a gala, a ball, and they had to wear a, a dress. This was not a dress. This was not a dress. This was their performance at the gala, if yes. anything. Yes. Um, for the objective of the challenge, which is gala extravaganza, not she did not complete that task. For the look and for the power behind it, I think it was really good. Um, definitely that poncho on top of it when it came out, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's horrible." And then as soon as she took it off, 
she reminded me of literally like Alejandra Guzman and Gloria mm -hmm. Trevi's concert that they did together. That's something that they were definitely were in that concert. And she did talk about being Alejandra Guzman when she met his, his wife. So she gave me a lot of like Latina rock star, which is Alejandra Guzman and the post she has in the picture and the spinning, a little car wash accent, you know, <laughs> yep. a little car wash accent. Yeah, but not Gala. Not Gala. I agree. She knew. Valentina says that when she started walking with her jacket on, she was like, um, but the reveal was a surprise she loved. She says with the shoes, she put a little thing on. It was kind of camp and funny, but she would have liked <laughs> to see her wearing other shoes. Lavelle says the look was spectacular. And when she took off the jacket, she was like, wow, as she started to shine and looked gorgeous. She says she would have worn this as a guest at an event, but if she were the star on the red carpet, she would have tried something different. And Lolita says that for her, it's not for a gala. It's more of a showgirl. She says it reminds her of Bob Mackie in Saturday Night Fever, but says the way that she presented it is unbelievable and says her makeup was flawless, which it was, but the look it is a boo jeans. I like it. I like it. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not the rules I'm not the rule maker. I'm the taste shooter. So as yep. my taste shooting abilities, I'm gonna say what is it? What is the good one? Blue jeans. A blue jean. She's a blue jean. I mean for the challenge, not what they asked for, but I would prefer you look cute and doesn't fit the challenge. That's fair. That look like a mess. That's fair. I mean, look, Georges looks cute and wanted this challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The audience, 50% blue jeans, 50% boo jeans. And finally, Matraka. This is drag. I loved this. It's modern and punk. Dare I say it's Westwood inspired. Um, I love the top and I love how she brought the plaid all the way down the pant leg while giving such a dynamic pattern with the denim and then the chain smartly executed. The hair is great. The earrings with the chain connected to them was so cunt. Love the fingerless gloves. This is a side that's a little different from Atraka compared to her beautiful homage to her heritage that if she does end up winning this show, this is the versatility that the judges were looking for for her victory. Matraca can put that rod on top of her head and I'll vote for her always. Yeah. But beside that, <laughs> um, I fucking love Matraca look. Everything. Her hair, the way it was like cut and style with a little like little buns but cut. So it was like a little spike. I don't know how to describe that. The bang, so straight, long hair, black. Not like distracting at all. That's like this mm -hmm. is a black wig, but a really good style black wig. The whole look you said, Vivian Westwood, amazing. I wrote like Nightish punk, whatever, like yeah. London, like punk. Um, one shoulder, one leg, two feet. She the use of fabric from that, that nobody used. Everybody went denim, 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 and Levi's is also shirt. Yeah. So she she was amazing at it. The chain. The way she did her, her earring with the chain around here, oh, it was perfection. The makeup with no eyebrow, but the little swirl, a little. Oh, She's so geez. good. A swoon. Love, love, love. And then the way she did it. And you know when she would pose and be like, yeah, like going like this? Because it's an asymmetrical look. So you need to do an asymmetrical pose. And you say like, it's going away from her heritage thing, 
But you know, she's also going forward because she's doing a chola look. Absolutely. Which is, which is maybe not like old school mm-hmm. Mexican culture from the heritage and everything back, but it's going forward to what it also is, which is chola because, and we've seen a lot of good chola looks in the old, um, the seasons in RuPaul's seasons, but I love it. I mean, it's so good. She looks amazing. She looks amazing because if you're going to do something and it's going to be a good outfit, but it needs to look amazing on you and she has everything. Absolutely. Valentina says she is the fashion queen. She says the combination of denim and plaid is amazing and on trend and says a monster high doll could wear it. Lavelle says that she would definitely wear what she's wearing. She says she likes the idea of having just one shoulder, but the leg covered on the other side. And Lolita says that she is very talented queen with an elevated sense of style and good taste and says the embellishments in the gloves, the chain in the pants and the earrings, the hair, the gangpunk style. It's great in a strong fashion concept. It is a blue jeans for me. It's the biggest blue jean. If I ever meet Matraca performing, that's what I want her to look like. Amazing. It's, I it's agree. Cute. Audie, it's 95% blue jeans, 5% blue jeans. Someone is mean. Ooh, Someone got it wrong. Ooh. Can Press we get a list button. of names? I request a list of names for that 5%. Come through, DM me. Let me know why. <laughs> All right, the girls are going to head to their little untucked junior after a great runway. Lady Kato says that there were a lot of kisses, which is confusing her more. Gala says she's one of the top girls because she's the one with the most denim and the best silhouette and style. Um, we love drag delusion. Yes. It's not best silhouette, Gala. Lots of denim. But it was a good look. Rohina says she was thinking about who didn't receive any negative feedback. And Gala says they scolded them so much that they took pity on them this week. But Taraka does not trust them being so sweet, which is fair. This is reality TV. They have some drama. They need exactly. some drama. They're all proud of their work as none of them knew how to sew and they still did a fantastic job. Rohina is shitting her pants for the first time because she thinks this might be her first lip sync. She thought her first lip sync wouldn't be until the finale, which is very fair. Very fair. I mean, talking like a winner, but Mm -hmm. it needs to happen. It's going to happen. She tells the girls that no matter which of them they choose, they should give them a great lip sync show. Christian tells us that she is afraid to go against Rahina, not because of who she is, but because they are both performers. May the chips fall where they may. Will one of them not come back? It's time to find out. The queens return to find their fate. First, Lady Keto is called safe. Then Christian Peralta is called safe. Then Rahina Voce is called safe. Matraka and Galavera are just standing there and they're like, are What's we gonna to? happen? What is happening? What's gonna happen? They're gonna lip sync for the win. Uh, no one's going home at this moment. And do you think it should have been a non-elimination week? I wrote down as my bottom two Lady Caro and Christian Peralta. Mm-hmm. And as I wrote that before it came up when they were saying that who was going to be safe or not. I was like, it's Lady Karen, Christian Peralta in my bottom, but I don't want any of them to go home. Yeah. So I can see how it was decided. I don't know if it was previously decided or not, that it was not going to supposed to be an elimination week. It's just that I would have not liked any of them to go home, especially yeah. knowing that the next challenge is going to be a comedy challenge. Like you cannot have one of them to go Right. This is a strong comedy group. Yeah. And I I almost wonder if it was pre-planned, like because Levi's was attached to them. They're like, no, make it a happy week. No one goes home. 
I, 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 I can see that, especially if they did. Exactly. They're going to show that lifting a lot of times with them wearing Levi. Yeah. Dude, why am I behind? <laughs> You're making me like. It's because it. I, I watch every it. single franchise of Drag know, Race. And I know. I don't. The only time I don't think about Drag Race is when I'm watching Survivor. It's crazy because when I watch Survivor, I'm always playing like, oh my God, oh, this, right? this is going on. And when I, I mean, watch I'm, I'm sure you're going to have such a wild experience watching this upcoming season. The funny thing is like when we recorded 44, 43 air before hours, so mm-hmm. it was already a little, yeah. you know, you know. The song is Biscochito by Rosalia. Hello. This song is so good. How amazing that song. Were you so dancing? Good. Were you of dancing? Of course, absolutely. Um, they brought so much energy. They matched the song with the skips and the jumps. These were two queens performing together, not against each other, together. I wrote that down too. Amazing. Have you seen Rosalia live? I have not. She's on my to-do list. She's very good. First of all, she's super hot, super cute, super amazing. I bought tickets. To my, with my husband and my two best friends and we went to see Rosalia in Puerto Rico before she did Coachella. She did mm-hmm. the same show she did in Coachella in Puerto Rico. I was so drunk. I was crying with every song because it was so beautiful. And these two girls, Galavaro and Matraca, brought the same energy. Absolutely. I mean, amazing. Easily the best slip sync of the season. And for the win. Absolutely. In the end, Lolita and Valentina have decided that Gala will be safe, giving Matraca the victory. Do you agree? I agree because I think it was the look. The look and the way and the look, the way Matraca was dressed and style helped her perform. I mean, Galavaro is an amazing performer. Amazing. The physicality of Galavaro, the way he moves, the his size compared to the other girls. But Matraca, the look and knowing Rosalia and how she is and how street she is yeah. and how tasty because Rosalia is very like tasty. So Matraca brought a lot of that. And we haven't seen Matraca perform, right? Have That's we? true. I mean, just in the Rusical really is the only time um, we, we, we've seen a little bit, but she's good. She's very good. Yeah. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? How boring. All right, first off, in the legacy of non-eliminations, where does this lip sync stand in all the non-eliminations we've seen on Drag Race? It's, I think it's probably up there. It's one of the better ones. Oh, lip sync-wise? Yeah. Yes. I mean, who they were saving, I think it didn't matter, but the lip sync was good. The lip sync was good. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Not necessarily it has to be the winner of the, of the challenge, but who had the best episode? Story-wise, yeah. I think they show a lot of Christian. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good story-wise. If you think about how the shows work and they show stuff, but in my opinion, I think it cemented how amazing Matraca can be. I agree. I think Matraca had a great episode. Obviously, this is like our first time learning about Lady Keto's backstory. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have a feeling yeah. she's probably not going to make the final. I don't um, think so. I think it's going to be Christian and Matraca. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for a stand-up challenge next week. Who do you think will do well? And um, who's not going to be so funny? I think if you if you have if I have to put my money on it, I would say Christian would be the best at it. 
I think it's a really, 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 really good opportunity for Patraka to surprise and show yeah. she's funny because she's smart. And normally people that are funny are smart. Hello. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> true. But um, because you know how in RuPaul they they show like, oh my god, I'm gonna be so afraid, so afraid, so afraid, and then they're amazing at the comedy challenge. I mean, most of them bomb, but I feel like it's <laughs> Christian or Mat- I, I. It's just something about Matraca that is, I love. I love the name. I love everything. All right. I ask this on the podcast every week. And I even ask it on my Survivor podcast where I use you as the name every single time almost. After eight episodes, the winner of the season is... Matraca. Yes. I can see it. I think this week Matraca is definitely um, a contender. Um, I think I might keep Christian because I feel like Christian might be the person they want to win. Um, But this cast is so good. They're very good. I told my husband today I was talking about this that I was gonna be talking with you. And he's he only watches the runways and the lip syncs. And he goes like, Oh, it's my track look and everything that's very passionate, of course. And I was like, he's Christian, because Christian is a well rounded thing. And from the beginning, his story has always been in the front of everything. And he's not necessarily the most that does confessional or stuff. But his story is always there, and you're learning yeah. what's going on every single episode regarding what he's doing. So, the thing, the thing is, yes, I think production would probably go towards Christian because it's a well-rounded and more amazing, you know, um, legacy what he has already done. Mm-hmm. But Matraca said it today, and this is what shifted here. He was like, "I think I have what it takes." to keep the, I don't know what she said, was like the flame going on yeah. or like taking the title. And I see it. I see it. And I'm a fan of the new queens. I'm a fan. I love a good classic queen. Like I love, but it's really energizing to see a new perspective. I think Absolutely. That's yeah. I think like if you put Christian next to people like Envy Peru and Carmen Ferrara. It makes sense for Christian yeah. to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. There's something special about Matraca that if she does represent Mexico as the first winner, I think it'll be important. And as a boy? Mm-hmm. Very cute. Very cute. Hello. How cute? One to ten. One to ten. Uh, I'll give her a nine. A nine? I thought I'll give you were going to say 20. I thought you were going to say 20. Well, I mean, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Every, everyone knows on the podcast, my absolute drag race crush is Scarlet Harlot from Drag Race UK. I adore okay. her the most. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh, Venmo. The first time they asked me Venmo is the same as Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamil PR, which is my full name, Y A M I L P R at Instagram or Twitter is it Jamil PR. So it's Y A M I L P R. So yeah, that's me and anything, cameos, everything. If you come to Puerto Rico, come to my salon, get your nails done. I might be there. Amazing. Yeah. I, I will definitely be taking a trip to Puerto Rico soon. Thank you so much for being here. It is an honor having pleasure. you. It's a pleasure. It's an honor for me that you asked. Thank you so much.